You're listening to Dynamo's Dust. Now let's welcome your host, Ian Dynamo Kelly. Welcome back to King Woe's Court and a special episode today because we have a simulcast. We have Dynamo's Dozen in the house today. Ian O'House Tricks, brother. What's the story? I suppose that would be the evident time to say welcome to Dynamo's Dozen and King Woe's Court, the podcasts that give you everything you want every yes. single week. And, uh, and I'll leave the rest. The re- people know the rest of the story. Yeah, well, there. We, we never forget the talk. Never. Never forget the talk. That's the only thing I would say. Uh, how, are you, how are you keep, bro? I'm very well, my friend. I'm very, very well. Um, really happy to uh, be doing this today. It's Thank been you a long very time much. Coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's been a long time coming. So it's really, uh, it's really nice. Everyone can hear me okay, yeah? Sound is good. All good from Absolutely. my end. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. What about me? Am I clear enough? You, you, you are very clear, my friend. You're very, oh, very silky, clear. Silky smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> silky smooth. So uh, no, it's it's a summer cast today, and obviously you've got some, you've got some, uh, you've got some business to take care of at the start of the show. Yeah. And tell yeah. your fans about what we're doing and blah blah blah, and then we got to... So you know what? Court is in session. Bang! Here we go. <laughs> so um, as you all know, we've been. A- away for a little while and um, mainly running with this dude and, and our other cohorts on the four pod men which i love it's it's gone from strength to strength and um king Wells court is now on the dynamo podcast network which is brilliant news for us brilliant news for all of you i hope and uh, i just think it's going to be a bit more and this is the first time a king Wells court will probably be on youtube maybe i don't know yes yeah, so, so yeah. depend on the Depending on how it goes. So, uh, th- again, this is a force for me, and I'm uh, very appreciative for t- Ian for, di- for helping me through this. Like, you know, it's fantastic. Like, you know, um, I mean, we, any, anyone who knows King Rose Court knows we, you, I think Ian is my, my, uh, you've been on my show the most now. I, yeah. think, I think you beat Jay, or, uh, Jay, uh, Jay on that now. So, yeah, uh, I think yeah, yeah. He's probably jealous of that, but he 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 wants to come on my show again too. But we'll get him on again as well. We'll, get him we'll, on we'll again. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will. So um, so anyway, from now on, all my podcasts will be coming directly from the DPN, the, the Dynamo Podcast Network. And again, Ian, tell us a little bit about who else is on the on the network. That's good. Yeah, I like that. That's a good segue. So before, you know, we'll take care of the business before we get into the main, uh, yeah. you know, into the main dish today. Um, so the Dynamo Podcast Network was something that we threw together a while ago, which everybody is kind of aware of that is listening to this now. Uh, King Wall's Court was one of the um, was one of the shows that I wanted on the network from from the get go when I came up with the idea. Um, and obviously, anyone that knows me and Carl, we run together. So that's uh, that's. You know that, that 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 was never in question anyway, um. But yeah, so we've got the superior comic show. So for anybody that doesn't know anything about you know 
it doesn't it isn't interested in wrestling, for example. Everyone always associates Ian the Dynamo Kelly with wrestling. Um, this this isn't just a, a wrestling podcast network. It's a, it's a podcast for the fans, by fans. Um, think of it as a pantera of podcasting in the sense that it's our favorite podcasts all on one easy switch. It's a button that you can press and go, yeah, you know what? I fancy listening to Superior Comic Show today, which... Carl, you know the two boys that, um, yeah. that Peter had on uh, from DC Comics. I'm not familiar with their Absolutely. names. In fairness, I'm only getting back into the comics, but they had a... There's some good... They, he's, they've had some good um, art or some good guests on. And yeah. most recently, uh, a guy who I like, who's Declan Shalvey, is uh, sure. he's an Irish artist and he yeah. has done Deadpool. He's done Deadpool and all from Marvel and that kind of stuff. So, you know, they're, they're doing really well. They really do good stuff at the moment. If you're into comics, definitely check out Big deal. Uh, the Superior, the Superior co- Podcast. Yeah, comic Superior show. Comic Show, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and then, of course, we've got the, the four pod men, which is obviously ah. hosted by yours truly. And, of course, my boy here, Carl. And, um, of course, that, just that, that, uh, that all straight, uh, came out from me and you talking on the phone for nearly two hours at a time about wrestling and about uh, our opinions on wrestling. And we were like, this would be great as a podcast, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how the, that, that's how most of these things start. To be fair, um, yeah. and then we've got our boy Noel Hogan, who obviously is a sponsor of the show as well. Um, wrestling Mania, uh, your Ireland's only uh, wrestling shop. Fantastic! And yeah. what a shop as well. Go yeah. to Stevens Green. Go in there and get all you know everything you need, whether it be t-shirts, figures, yeah. whatever the hell you want. And uh, Noel's got it. It's it's a real. It, it is a real life wrestling shop that comes it's... to. Uh, that just comes to even more life when you when you go to it. And by the way, we are having a few drinks today as well. This is this is going to be a really good show for us. So uh, if we sound like we're drunk, it's probably because we are. Um, Remember the last time I had a couple of glasses of this? Damn straight, man. And here's are we still recording? Are we? Here's to, <laughs> here's to each and every one of you. Um, but yeah, so the Dynamo Podcast Network. We're on YouTube. Um, we have uh, we have a couple of videos up there now. Go check them out. Um, go to Dynamo Podcast Network on YouTube. Smash that like button, as everyone always says. Excellent. Excellent. And um, and of course, we're on on all um, all podcasting mediums, whether it be Stitcher, whether it be Apple Podcasts, whatever. So um, yeah, really happy to have the King's Court on board, and uh, really happy to hear that court is back in session, and I'm the first one up in front of Mr. King Wall. <laughs> Thanks a million. Um, so what we're going to do for the I'm hoping I'm going to, well, not hoping, I will have content every week from now on. Um, yep. You may, you may just get me waffling for 20 minutes or a half an hour, but you're still going to get something. And I also have the uh, King was uh, court, the live sessions, the first one I did with Crete there a few, a while back. And then as, as restrictions are lifted a little bit more, we'd get more bands into the, to the actually into the court. For sure, and for sure. Undercover, that's the name of the, under the influence, that's it. Under the influence, so I like that, yeah. It's like, a, it's like, a, it's like a, a sub show of the like, show. Like us today, right? Under the influence. Almost, <laughs> almost, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and as I said, Ian knows I have a couple of guests lined up, really interesting guests lined up. Some huge guests, and, huh, huge yeah. guests, yeah. Now, of course, I primarily like to stick to Irish metal, but I'm going to try and, you know, expand a little bit more this time. And see how we get on, you know. So yeah. that's 
uh, yeah, stick with us on this uh, little journey. So, and I'd like to say anyway. by saying that if, if you're an Irish metal band out there, or even if you're an Irish musician in general, if you don't want to be on King Wall's court, you don't know what you're missing out, guys and girls. You need to be getting in touch with this guy because when this hits, when, when this hits back in full effect, trust me, it's um, it's it's the biggest. It's the biggest Irish music podcast in my mind, you know, for a long time. And now, you know, now that it's on the network, it's going to be coming out regular. Carl's going to be, yeah. you know, looking for guests. If I was you, I would say I would reach out to Carl definitely 100 percent. And, and yeah. just uh, because, you know, what, even if you're an Irish pop artist, Carl will talk to you. That's a fact. Absolutely. Yeah. So if once you're Irish, you're making your own music. Absolutely. Damn straight. Damn straight. It's all about, it's all about looking after each other and ourselves and our own. So. Exactly. Yeah. So. Unless you're Westlife, you can fuck yeah. off then. Well, they don't need our help, you know. Although I'd have Westlife on my podcast, to be fair. No well, problem. Yeah, Dynamos, Dynamos doesn't deserve Dynamos it. Dynamos doesn't, yeah. Top yeah. culture one now, so. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought you were wearing the whole city jersey there with your shirt when I saw you. No, I just got a lumberjack today, brother. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Lumberjack. Lumberjack. So today, we're going to... Yeah, we're going to have a little discussion about one of our favourite bands. I know it's Ian, it's one of your favourite bands, if not your favourite band. Yep. So yep. what we're going to try and do is, and it won't, it won't take forever, so don't be worrying, people. <laughs> no. We're going to talk about, we're basically going to have a little chat about Iron Maiden and the studio discography. Have a little chat about each album and say what our favourite tracks from each album was. Yep. So... It's just basically a bit of appreciation for our maiden, and I think we'll have a bit of fun doing that today. What do you think, you know? I think so, yeah. Like, because uh, we, we, you know, I, I obviously came up with this concept to you a while back. Yeah. Because um, obviously it is my my favorite band. A lot of people always have me down as the Pantera guy. Yeah. But, there is the, the, but the and and rightly so. But um, yeah, Iron Maiden are my my favorite band. They have been since I was maybe. 17 years old so uh so really really uh this is this is a subject close to my heart so i'm looking forward to this actually it should be good it should be good so yeah. um i mean i'm we're gonna we're gonna really talk about the studio albums but we'll talk a couple about a couple of the live albums as well because sure some of them are very very important and very specific. very much so yeah i agree yeah so i started listening just a little brief thing i started listening to iron maiden i think i was about i'm gonna say 13 um, my uncle uh, got me a live after death on double tape or double cassette. Now they were it was, it was he got it uh, recorded from someone at work, so he comes home with this thing. And my uncle's not into metal at all, like, you know. And what a beautiful looking, um, yeah, you know, art on the front. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got that, and I was I fell in love with what I made from them, and um. You know, I, I've had a, I, I, they've always been there. Everyone knows I'm a Slayer guy, but Iron Maiden are still always there. And to be honest with you, there's very, very few as good as Bruce Dickinson, in fairness. You know, even will, now, even we, now. Even now, we will get to that. We will yeah. get to that. We will get to Bruce Dickinson. And Absolutely. My, my loving for um, for that man. Uh, but, um, when did you start listening to them? Can you remember? Um, I used to, believe it or not, it's a funny story. I was given a tape um, back in the day of Seven Son of a Seven Son. And uh, I was given a tape of that, and I was given uh, the Megadeth album. Um, oh, God damn. Oh, Rust in Peace. And um, 
I remember I threw the Megadeth one on first because I was a big Metallica mark. And I kind of was like, okay, I'll check this out, blah, blah, blah. Uh, didn't like Megadeth really from the get-go, I'll be honest. Um, no disrespect to, to Megadeth or anything like that. It just wasn't my... It wasn't for you, yeah. Yeah, because I'm a Slayer guy as well, as you know. I'm, I'm very, like, dude, Hell Awaits was my first album. I know, like, yeah. you know, that's, that's, there is no better metal album than Hell Awaits, in my opinion. Um, but then I listened to Seven Son of a Seven Son, and it was actually true being a fan of pro wrestling. Chris Jericho was talking about Iron Maiden and I heard Fozzy and all that kind of stuff. And this was back in like, what, 2000? Mm-hmm. But I had already listened to uh, Seven Son of a Seven Son and it was actually true. Jericho going, oh, well, my favorite album is Power Slave. And I was like, shit, I'm, you know what? I love that album, yeah. Seven Son of a Seven Son. Maybe I should go back and listen mm-hmm. to more stuff. And, and when I say, when I say I was hook, line and sinker, that's exactly what happened to me with Maiden. So I got to be honest, like I was actually late to the Maiden party in terms of, uh, you know, I wasn't listening to them since 10 years old. I was, I was a Metallica man. I was an Alice in Chains man. I was a Pearl Jam man, a Soundgarden man. Yeah. And, uh, and Pantera, of course. But uh, Maiden were later. But my good Lord, when I got involved in that discography, yeah. dude, I was, I was just blown away. It's amazing. It really is, and um, it's a maiden. Oh, <laughs> who the Punisher there? Do you hear him? <laughs> Punisher. Punisher, yeah. <laughs> so, when we think of Iron Maiden, right? I mean, there's as I, I as I broke it up, there's three eras. I feel of Iron Maiden. Yes. Three eras of two vocalists, uh, and sorry, three vocalists. Sorry, three, three, yep, yeah. yeah. And three very different sound and vocals. Um, and drummers, to be will, fair, and, and well, of course, as well, very of different course. songs. Yep, yep. Um, but for the purpose of this, we're breaking it out down into the areas of the vocalists, just for kind of continuity sure. in that sense, you know. Sure. Yep. So, I mean, if anyone doesn't know, which they should, if they're listening to this, but if they don't, of course, they were formed in 1975 by Steve Harris in London. Yep. And. They just again, it's just kind of you know, check take a boxes here. They have uh, 40 albums, that's including that's, that's, in, that's including 16 studio albums, 14 live albums, yeah, and so on and so forth. So, we're going to start um, about the, the studio albums, okay. Yeah. And before we go on, I want to just say this is one band that actually is it, its artwork is as important as, as the music. And sure. that artist is a chap called Derek Riggs. Yep. Derek Riggs created Eddie. He yep. created the whole point and he worked with Iron Maiden for a long time. I can't remember when he stopped working with them, but his concept has gotten the band just as much popularity. Not as obviously not as much as the music, but as as a very big part of their thing. And you think of Iron Maiden, you think of Eddie. You know, you think of other bands and other bands have mascots but he is the biggest probably the biggest metal mascot i would say anyway mm. so uh again, there is no none bigger no no, no. and I, I mean one thing i always loved about iron maiden albums is there's so much going on in them and like the first like the first actual album i got was killers the second album <sighs> i love it i love it and you look, you look you're looking at the, the, the artwork and you're like 
you can look around and then there's all these windows that are different colors and one of them you can see the silhouette of a woman and it's just so faint and you're like jeez that's cool do you remember the yeah, uh, remember the artwork for women in uniform uh, absolutely yeah i mean right, like, you know. yeah and then um I, i'm not sure if Derek Griggs did this one but i know somewhere in time i think he i think he might have been gone from that somewhere one. in time that is that yeah. is the best album cover of all time so isn't much it? going on it's so much going on it's amazing and uh, like you're it's a whole story in one picture yeah you know? it's, so. it's very it's very west ham seven arsenal yeah. believe it or not you know what i mean they, they you know Got the West Ham boys. I know I'm wearing my Chelsea cap here today. We're both well, Chelsea fans. But that we represent. Was, that's it, it. Was nice to see that though. You know that's it was cool. Yeah, they're Boom. mad about the mad about West Ham. And I love it. I, I'm, I'm, I love anyone that's mad about their team. Absolutely. Whoever it is, you know. <laughs> so we'll start off with the for, the debut album, and let's get we're starting it, yeah. with the, the the Paul Diano era. Now yeah. Paul Diano is a fucking on this uh, in his his run with Iron Maiden. Was a, an amazing singer, dude. Very different. Very different. But. I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. One hundred percent. I think Diana was a very underrated singer. Yeah. Very underrated vocalist. Um. And and because he can hit high notes, but he has that punk kind of you know always people always yeah. think of his punk yeah. um, background, but he has a bit of a punk vibe about him. But at the same time, I mean, like I said, women in uniform, a, a very underrated Iron Maiden song for anybody that hasn't heard it. Um, definitely worth checking out. Um, this album is really what launches Iron Maiden because before we get into Bruce Dickinson, and of course we're going to have a love-in with Bruce Dickinson later on, <laughs> but at the same time, Paul Diano, his place in history here is 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 not, you know, what what's the word I could use? It's not unwarranted and it shouldn't be undervalued. Yeah, it's not... It's not um, as it's not as an unimportant as any other one. Like it's, Damn straight, exactly. You know, yeah, I think yeah. we, I think we know what we mean. We are mean there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, you look at some tracks here. I, I was looking at some of your homework here, um, Carol, which is really cool because I, I see you've got some standout tracks that you will obviously present to me, and then obviously I will, you know, yeah. come back. But uh, but on this particular album, I'll, I'll pick out the ones that you pick yeah. because I think. Um, Remember tomorrow, good lord, what an amazing song! Yeah. Amazing. Like, he actually had such a beautiful tone to his voice as well, yeah. and it went, it, yeah, again, very underrated singer, in my opinion. Phantom of the Opera, good lord, that is just madness, isn't it? Yeah, and if you're an oldie like me. You'll remember that was on the LucasAid ad years ago. Oh, so it was. <laughs> so it was. Yeah, yeah. I was sent that ad a while back, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I was sent it. Obviously, I didn't see it at the time, but I was yeah, sent yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always remember it. <laughs> and then, of course, you have Iron Maiden, um, mm. the actual title track and the name of the the, the, the album, but, but the name of the... There was a song called Iron Maiden as well, which is... I mean, that's, that's a beautiful... Uh, the, 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 uh, the musicianship in that song is amazing. Mm. You know the the, the guitars, like you could see that Iron Maiden had an influence from which they've admitted, um, from from Tin Lizzy. Oh, absolutely. Um, and anybody that doesn't have an influence from Tin Lizzy, uh, it's probably why your band isn't succeeding. So listen to <laughs> Tin Lizzy, like Carl's boy Kirk always says, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. He's a an advocate for Tin Lizzy, which is great. Yeah. 
<laughs> we should be. But um, no, I'd agree. Those those songs, I, I would also throw in, to be honest with you, I, I'm a big fan of Transylvania, the instrumental. It's a great, it's a great instrumental, you know. Beautiful yeah. instrumental, just thrown in there on the fifth track, yeah. just for the sake of it. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, listen, we're seeing the birth really on this album of an absolute world beater songwriter in Steve Harris. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that sound that they had, that early sound, <sighs> it had got punk elements to it. Yes. But it was, I, I, I can still read, you know the way some old albums don't age great? But yeah. these albums, they, yeah, they sound, they still sound of their time. But I was but, only only listening to, they, um, yeah, only this, re-listening to them the, over the last couple of days, I was like, oh man, they're so good, you know? <laughs> they, it, doesn't, it doesn't age in a way that like, you kind of can't listen to it. Yeah. It ages in a way where you're like, whoa, this is still good then. And now it's, oh, sorry, it was good then and it's still good now. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I did little, just for my own sake, I don't know if anyone agrees with me or disagrees with me, but I rated that album 7 out of 10. I think it's a good, very good, solid debut. Oh, if we're doing, if we're doing ratings, okay, I like that. I'm liking the, I'm, I'm, we'll steal this one from Uncle Dave Meltzer. Um, <laughs> I would say, I would, I would go 7 out of 10 for that as well. Yep. Yeah, I think it's, like, it's not a bad album. It's, it's, there's nothing bad on it. No, um, it's the follow-up album that really. Now you have it. So yeah, so we're gonna move on to Killers from 1981, which, as I said earlier on, was the first official kind of studio album I heard. Sure. And I fell in love with that album and the cover. As I said, the, that I was fascinated by the cover, how cool it looked. How, oh. Yeah. And I mean, like when you look at the, the the difference of of Eddie from the first album to the second album such a, a jump in quality like you know well for anybody that's a comic book fan right and we're both comic book fans you know generally when you go into a store you're looking for the cover and something to jump out at you and it's the yeah. same with music you know people mm-hmm. always say don't judge a book or an album by its cover in iron maiden's case you can absolutely yeah. <laughs> absolutely so as i said this is the second album um from 81 yeah and i I think this is the last one with uh, Paul Diano. So he only had a short run with the band, but it was still a very, very impactful one. So uh, Killers, as I said, that's it's probably my second favorite uh, Iron Maiden album. <laughs> in general? Uh, yeah, in general. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's that's. I think so. Okay. I think so. Okay. So I mean, Rathchild is on that. Mortars in the Room oh. Org. Yeah, Killers. And then the instrumental Genghis Khan, they're all, oh. Dude, I mean, those first two albums, they have obviously, you know, we mentioned the, the instrumental on the last one, and now they bring mm. in Genghis Khan, which is just. Yeah. It's fantastic. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean that's, that's a show opener, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, and you can, you, and with each album, you can hear them progressing musically. It's, it's amazing. It's, I love that when you, yeah, when you can hear that in a band yeah. and not that they were bad musicians, they were, by any stretch, they were not. No. But when you can just, I mean, one thing I also loved about the mix, no matter who, what area it was, you could always hear Steve Harris, his face cutting through. And that's oh. how you know, that's how you know he was the leader of the, the group. You know, Dude, he loved. I've had this argument with people before, right? 
is there a better bass player than Steve Harris? I don't believe so. Because that whole, the, 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 the finger plucking, I mean, the man's hands are like leather. All right, I have pretty big hands, but Steve Harris' hand, I'd say, is about twice the size of mine, and he's a, a shorter guy. Yeah. Because he's just, it's, it's, it's a band that's marching into war. That's, that's, yeah. that's what you get with Iron Maiden. Like, if you want... To have a little bit of phone aggression. Phone aggression is what i Phone aggression, saying. yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Then you listen to Iron Maiden. If you want real aggression, you know, you go and listen to Slayer and Pantera and bands like that. But if you want some phone aggression, like, let's go to March to oh, You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, um, it's Iron Maiden every day, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's it. Like, I mean, no one ever truly leaves Iron Maiden. You know, like, you might go... No. Go, go off metal for a while or whatever but there's always at least five songs you love and now, now as I said five rather than one there's always five yeah you know? and I'd agree with that that's a very good point as well and that goes for any band that you listen to if you are really really knee deep in you know balls deep let's say in, in a band <laughs> it's always that it's always got five or six songs that can pull you right back in you know yeah. my little brother a few, a few months back goes Oh, dude, I'm, I'm I'm getting into Pantera. What do you think of Drag the Waters? And I was like, dude, yeah, that's yeah. an extreme song for you to to pick out. But I'm I'm with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, what so what a song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll have a Pantera talk one day. Um, we will. We will. Oh, but, but yeah, I mean, you guy... you rated you rated this album eight out of ten. So you you gave yeah. them one mark up because yeah. obviously it's 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 your second favorite Maiden album. Sure, yeah. I would happily agree with you on that. Um, on on that mark, without I I couldn't add anything to it. I couldn't add anything to the song choices that you, you you mentioned. Yeah, I think it's um, yeah. I mean, what 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 an amazing album. Mm. Basically, it's it, it really brought Maiden into the stratosphere where they could go and and look at world tours and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm. So um, I agree. So. Then we're gonna go into the. Is it, I think we're going into the the Bruce Dickinson era. No! So I'll let you take the lead on this on this album. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. No, you're giving me this one. Okay. Um. Yeah. So obviously they get Bruce Bruce, uh, in because that was his, his his nickname. Bruce Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Bruce. Yeah. Um. They get he, him. Was in, he was he was in the band. Sorry for cutting across today. He was in yep. the band before before them called Samson. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, very, very good band, by the way. Very good yeah. band. Um, so, sorry. <laughs> but no, no, I'm glad you actually done that because yeah, yeah. the name fucking forgot me there. And it was, I was actually glad you did that because um, Steve Harris and the boys were basically looking at them going, okay, obviously Paul Diano, he just didn't have the longevity in terms of uh, being able to tour that much. And there was some kind of infighting in the bands. And look, Maiden, Maiden were the quintessential uh Spinal Tap band because they had that many band members you know Steve mm-hmm. Harris was the boss absolutely and he just couldn't find the right fit and and rightly so and um, he goes and basically seeks out Bruce Bruce and this is Bruce Dickinson's yeah. first uh, first uh, first appearance on an Iron Maiden album which is of what course album. the number of the beast in 1982 wow. and I mean this album is, um, I'm sorry, like, if you, you know, if I could do 11 out of 10, I would do 11. Yeah. Um, 
it's amazing. You can see the whole Charlotte the Harlot stuff is still there. That's that's obviously something close to uh, close to Steve Harris's heart. I don't know what you were up to, Steve, but <laughs> I bet you enjoyed it, my friend. <laughs> and I salute you. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, holy good lord, I'm going to pass this over to you now because I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about this album. I really mm-hmm. can't. Yeah, well, there's always, there's, I mean, all the big bands, all the, the successful bands, there's one album that just really kickstarts something for them. And yeah. in Iron Maiden's case, it was this album. It was, an, it was the introduction of a new vocalist yeah. who had something to prove. Sure. The, there you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Because don't forget, like, Diano is seen as a, well, and was, and is seen as a fantastic singer. So he had to fill those boots. And can I ask you a question, Carl? Just as you, you being a vocalist, and obviously I was too, and we obviously have, we, we run with a lot of vocalists, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Jay McGuinness, shout out to you, brother. My boy. Um, but like, it's true, because I always said that to you as well. Like when, when you're a vocalist, you always have something to prove. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and especially because you're like, right. And especially with a band like Maiden, because you've got that beautiful melody and sound yeah. behind you. So you got to you got to step up and good lord did they get a vocalist that stepped up here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean the whole album I think I put it down as the whole album more or less as the standout tracks for me. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean um, let's, let's look through the tracks there. You have um Prisoner, uh Number of the Beast, Run to the Hills. Uh, listen, Hallowed be thy name. I mean for anybody that wants to see what Maiden can do to people, go on YouTube and check out some of the. Uh, there's there's a lot of like black guys that are into uh, rapping and stuff like reaction, that. Reaction videos, yeah. Reaction videos, yeah. I'm not saying that like black guys, there's white people. No, doing I'm just. I'm, but I'm saying it's really cool to see guys that are into their own certain type of music and then hear this particular song, "Hello, Be Thy Name," mm. for the first time and go, "What the fuck have I just listened to?" <laughs> You know, yeah, it's fantastic. And, and then the opening track of that album, Invaders. I, I don't know what it's a quirky little song, I love it. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's amazing. You know? yeah. And uh, <laughs> Children of the Damned, of course. I mean, that's another oh. song. very moody, you know. So they made a statement with this album, and the re- I gave it nine and a half out of ten. Uh, I don't know, I, you know, it's it's amazing, you know. Um, Here's something for you, actually. For any Metallica fan out there, if you listen to uh, Fade to Black, yeah? Yeah. Where does that, where does that little lick and melody come from? Children of the Damned. Yep. Very good, actually. I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah. Because I never try and think of, of, that, of that era of Metallica ripping anyone off, you know? No, I don't think it was a rip-off. I think it was just, it was... Uh, An but, homage. But, it, but it's true. It's true. Very true. Was, yeah, very, very good. Very true. You know? I mean, let's be honest, there's not much else we can say about Number of the Beast because everyone knows how amazing and how important it is. Okay, what's your favourite song from it then? Um, Probably uh, uh, Hallow Be Thy Name, we'd say. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's my favourite. You know, like, it's such a, such a good album, like, you know. Yeah. So and and, and uh, by the way, Steve Harris is writing all the lyrics here on most of the albums as well, which yeah. is really cool. So it's like 
you know, obviously melodies is coming, you know, with work from him and Bruce on yeah. this album, but it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it, it just shows the power of Steve Harris's songwriting. So yeah. we move on. Absolutely. Um, 1984 had Power Slave. Again. Oh, we, we forgot Peace of Mind though. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Peace of Mind in 90, uh, 1983. Sorry about that. My uh, personal favorite album, believe it or not. Uh, yeah. Well, then you take this one. Go for it, man. Yeah, no, it was my personal favorite album because I remember going like, well, if your favorite album is Power Slave, well, then mine is Peace of Mind. <laughs> so I had to actually make myself fall in love with this album. Not in a bad way, but just to know every ins and outs. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, like Die With Your Boots On, The Flight of Icarus. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, The Flight of Icarus is probably their greatest song up until that point. Up to that after, point, yeah. After Hello Be My Name. You know, you're really seeing Bruce Dickinson evolve and you're still seeing it into in 2020. Mm. You're seeing Bruce Dickinson evolve into the singer that he needs to be yeah. for this particular type of um of, of album, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was think, it was always effortless for him. That's what I liked about oh, you know, yes. I remember hearing, um, I think Bruce Dickinson was on, was on Chris Jericho's show, and he said, uh, when I sing, he goes, I learned to sing without, without a microphone and to try and sing to the person at the back. Forget about the guys at the front. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of front men, are, and you know this, Carl, a lot of front men are singing to the people at the front, you know, because if you've got a big ego or whatever, you're like, oh, there's the guys wanting to juggle my balls here at the front <laughs> yeah. of the stage. No. Sing to the guys at the back as well, yeah. you know, Absolutely. and that's what um, I think that's what Bruce Dickinson and, and all of those great classic vocalists did, like mm. Ian Gillen and and you know Roger Daltrey and you and know. So went out of their face, like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I even a small thing I do when I'm gigging, uh, which seems so long ago now. <laughs> yeah, it's been a um, while, right? Like, like, been a minute. Like, yeah, like that. If I if I can see a face at the back of the crowd, I kind of focus on not focus on on that person, but just the fact that it's, it's someone far away, and I can kind of you know walk from that face then. So I there just be I'd be always trying to look at faces in the crowd, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, we we had that conversation before where mm. um, I used to say to you like, and this is probably the pro wrestling side of things as well from my point of view. It's like if you can get that one guy at the back to suddenly start yeah. making his way up to the front, then you know that you've done your job right, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a, an art form in itself. Very much so. I Cap- agree with captivating you. an audience and like we said, I mean, there's not there's none better than Dickinson. You know? There's no better front man. I think he's possibly up there in the front three of all time in terms I of think so. without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and that's what he brings to this Iron Maiden band now as we move on because Power Slave, 1984, I mean, this is where you're really getting Bruce Dickens. And by the way, singing in that kind of high-level oh, yeah. operatic style, but like for, you know, 200 plus dates, you know. That was serious hardcore, that was. You, you know, know what I mean? To be, again, to be able to keep it at that level consist- consistently, that'll tell you how, how uh, you know, how much quality there is there. Know, yeah, absolutely, yeah, because I know for a fact it can. It's not easy doing a few dates. I've done obviously, I've done times where I've done a couple of dates in a row, and it's uh, it's tough, especially like when 
like okay, they you know they could always go off and go prime or whatever to a place or whatever. But if I'm if I was doing a local tour, say, you'd have to be you. Well, I always do talk to people anyway, so you're not getting to rest your voice as much as you would like to, you know. Sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously doing two or three hundred dates, you'd have to get your you'd have to rest your voice. You know, but uh, and and, I can, and that's 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 it. Like because like you're you're kind of singing kind of lends itself to that kind of you know hype-ish you know yeah. like you have that kind of um in you where for me it was like all about destroying your voice and fucking you know <laughs> playing uh the extreme metal <laughs> but um but no 100 percent from your point of view that's actually really interesting you've never actually we've never had that conversation actually no. um about how you need to although i did get tips from you and your 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 better half uh, <laughs> back in the day when I had a bit of a voice problem. Do you remember that? You were like, get that apple cider vinegar, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that was kindly donated to me by Beyonce, believe it or not. Yes, it was. Yeah. So she's good for some things. <laughs> oh, many things, many things. Yeah, yeah. two children. So. A, nice, a nice lady. I met her once, actually. Oh, yeah? I got a kiss on the cheek off her, yeah. Happy days, happy days. Yeah, yeah, no, that was, uh, and, and it was a big help, so. Any vocalists out there struggling? Apple cider vinegar and what was it? Um, paprika and honey. Paprika and yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> so uh, you can sing like Bruce Dickinson if you do that, guys. So Power Slave. I mean, this is this is properly, you know, this is really where Bruce is established now. This is three albums in. Yeah. Um, he's it's also um, sorry for cutting into there, but no, like they they're starting do. to bring in the the epic songs now. Oh, so you're talking we... over over five six minutes, you know, and, and more. Okay, so... well, let, well, let's start with the longest one then, "Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner." I mean, if anybody doesn't listen to that song and not get entertained oh. or get a kick out of it, I don't know what you're listening to. I don't know whether I was telling you, Ian. Um, there's a few guys who during lockdown were talking about recording an Iron Maiden song. Okay. Um, Somebody okay. put my, somebody put my name forward to try and do Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. It wasn't me. So, I know it wasn't you, but um, I wouldn't I do that to you. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> I know you it like to be tested, fucking, but I wouldn't do that to you. Yes, it is tough. It is tough, and I'm looking forward to seeing what I can do with it because that uh, that song, and again, because of all this project that I'll be doing, sure. I, fell in, I fell in love with the song all over again. Which I'm sure you'll be given more information in, in the coming weeks, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. As soon as knock uh, knock down a, a date with the guys, I don't. I only I only know one of them. I don't know the others. So it's a it's a real project, you know. Sure, that's so, cool. Uh, that's actually cool. Yeah. Man. So that's the car. It's it's interesting. It's gonna be. I'll either I'll either do it well or fuck it up. So one or the other. There's no in between with me, you know. I love it. I love it. Tell them if they want me to sing uh, "Die with Your Boots On," I can do that one. I will absolutely. <laughs> that's the one. That, that's one I can do. Um, but no, I would trust you to do "Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner" more than I would trust me to do it. And I think, uh, I think that's cool. And I think, you know what? Let's look at that album. You know, "Aces High," a fucking. I mean, that's that's still the opener for Maiden. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? When you talk about Bruce Dickinson, has the nickname as the uh, the air raid siren. Mm. they call him that because of that whole yeah, you know that scream that he does which is just actually it does you've seen Maiden Live right I've seen yeah. Maiden Live for anybody that's listened to this that hasn't seen Maiden Live and there's plenty that have done as well the hair if the hair stands on your neck 
when Bruce comes out and does that scream. Yeah. Like you're like, wow. Absolutely. That's when you know that you're in the house of royalty almost. Yeah. In my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um yeah, I, I mean I, up until I had seen Iron Maiden, like you said, that the hairs on the back of my neck was just it was like a different version of hair standing on the back of my neck. Sure, yeah, yeah. I get <laughs> it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen a lot you of did bands. Go hard, yeah. So yeah. did mine. <laughs> <laughs> For all the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, like those. I, I think I, I rated you now. I rated this album seven and a half out of ten. But even I know I have three or four standout tracks, but I still think their best was yet to come. You know. Okay, I hear uh, you. I hear you, you. You might disagree with me on the rating, though. I'd say you might probably. Yeah, for me, like it's funny because I said Peace of Mind was my favourite album but at the same time it was mm. like as I said I made it my favourite album to try and be different to everybody mm. um, I, I've actually went and obviously for this particular project today that we're talking about I went back and listened to it and I was like it's kind of faultless Two Minutes to Midnight is actually my least favourite song on the album which is crazy yeah. right yeah. Mm-hmm. you know because yeah. it's that kind of poppy song you know what I mean It's and it's not a yeah. pop song at all you know it's not no it's not Miley Cyrus no. here. Like it's it's actual. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a proper rock and roll metal tune. Mm. But um, I just believe like Rhyme I mean Power Slave, the title track. Mm. That is as metal as you can get. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but I would give it a. I would I would give it a nine personally. But that's okay. That's that's why yeah. we have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Like I mean. Again, I was only doing that just for shits and giggles. To, oh, yeah, me to too, random, man. You know, like, me um, too. I'm on the I'm on the fly here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a bit of it's a bit of fun, you know. And yeah, if there's any Iron fans out there that want to do, you know, like the their own ratings for the albums, throw them up on the comments. Like, so it should be a bit of fun. Definitely. Uh, again, this is all for fun. We we love we love Iron Maiden. We're Iron Maiden fans, you know. Uh, yeah. All versions of Iron Maiden. So don't be worrying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, put throw your comments in the in, in the section below and just just yeah. literally let us know if you think we're wrong. Yeah, or or right, whatever you feel. All right, yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> uh, we are. Right. On, man. Well, we're always right, man. <laughs> <laughs> so as I was saying, the next album is Somewhere in Time, which is 1986. Now this is one of your favorites, right? Absolutely. Okay. I love this album. And it's a very different, it's a very different album, right? Now, Carl, I'm going to let you, I'm going to, I'm going to turn, uh, you know, interviewer to you on this one, because obviously okay. with, with obviously you've got Dickinson's first three, you've got obviously Number of the Beast, you've got Peace of Mind, you've got um, Power Slave. Mm-hmm. It's very raw, rugged. Now they're starting to bring in the, uh, the whole 80s kind of yeah. synth and synth sound yeah, however yes. they do the synth sound better than fucking anyone again I know it's I like know. It's, it's so organic it fits what they're doing so well because Adrian yeah, almost, Smith is obviously in the band at this point by the way yeah. a, a really important a genius, guitar player genius. really important guitar player yeah really important guitar player and um, I mean Jesus this album it, it, it kind of feels like an experience you know, um, from the from the moment you get the the, the uh, thing in your hand, again, and it was only tapes for me. I was never, I never had a record. Sure. Player. Yep. So it was always tapes. Yeah. But the fact that it, like it, again told the whole story, and you could look at that co- album cover, and ex- experience the whole story 
we listen to it, we watch on the cover, looking at the cover. I love that. That's what I, an Iron Maiden album was always an experience, you know? Yeah. So this album is no exception, you know? Uh, Somewhere in Time, and for me, uh, the, the title track, Somewhere in Time, called Somewhere in Time. Oh, uh, what, what, a, what a tune. Yeah. Uh, see, a, see a Madness, oh. Heaven Can Wait. There's another, there's another great pop song, Heaven Can Wait. Yeah, and, and, and you can see that Iron Maiden have, they put in their, their football fandom by doing the chants. Whoa! You know, that's, that's what they do. It's, it's ah, genius. And Sorry. then, uh, you know, you're fine. And then the Stranger in the Strange Land, which is probably my favorite song on the album, which I don't know if people agree with me or not. But that's, again, it's all... For everyone's, it's all of mine. Is Alexander the Great personally? I love that song. I love yeah. it. I love it. So, uh, in terms of ratings, uh, I probably should have rated a higher rate, eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, but you can change that now. Yeah, nine. There you go. Okay. Nine out of ten. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my show, damn it. It's your show, show, brother. <laughs> it's our, it's our show. <laughs> it's your show today, my friend. Um, so, no, I would, I would agree with you. I think yeah. it's. Uh, I personally think it's a ten out of ten album. Okay. Um, and it's probably the first one that I've given ten out of ten, which shows you that I've obviously moved on from uh, the Peace of Mind record. Yeah. Well, that's... Um, and we get on to another album, which is a ten out of ten album for you, King Wo. Absolutely. Which is Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, and our brother in, in arms on the four Podmen, who is not a big fan of Mr. Bruce Dickinson, of course, but he's not a fan of anyone. He Jay Kennedy, yeah. um, he's a sourpuss. <laughs> I love you, Jay. <laughs> um, no, all joking, all joking aside, he uh, he said that he goes, I cannot fault that album. That's one of the most Im- impressive pieces of work that yeah. has he ever only, been. He was only saying it there last week, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was yeah with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that album for me now. Like that came out when I was old enough to listen. To music sure you know, I, I was 11 1988 right yeah so i remember yeah. i mean as i think i even had this discussion with you before i remember the album cover the whole thing being on bo- the side of buses yeah advertisements for buses I mean, oh was, really yeah really you never it, told me that man i wish i could have yeah. seen those buses man yeah. that's, that's and i always cool. re- i always remember the cover and as because as i say it was so striking for me as, as a young child sure yeah and then, as I got, as I said, I got out a few years on. Three years later, then I was, I was listening to everything I could that was Iron Maiden. Yeah, yeah. And that whole, like, I just love the bleakness of the, you know, the ice and the. Oh, it's amazing. So every song on that album for me is a winner. There's no filler on that album, you know. I don't believe so. I don't actually believe there's a filler. I mean, like, let's look at the songs that you picked out. Um, Moonchild. I mean, what an opener. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking good man yeah and if anyone hears me singing here i'm just being a fanboy so you know you that's can what we're doing me. today we're fanboys are us slag, yeah slag me in the comments all you want guys i can take it don't worry i've got i've got i've got thick skin he has um, um infinite dreams oh baby mm. yeah i'm glad you picked that's actually a very underrated song absolutely um, Can I Play With Madness that's obviously yeah. their hit song yeah. which of course they did with um, they did the, the with the, the guy from Monty Python what was his name he died um, oh, he, uh, he was uh, Eric Brian Idle, was and, 
yeah, he was Brian and Life of Brian. Um, yeah, Eric Idle, yeah. No, no, Eric Idle's no. still, still with us. Um, um, Terry Gillum. That's exactly it, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, my God, the evil that men, the evil that men do <laughs> sometimes yeah. can part their way. Oh, man, Bruce Dickinson was just so fucking good. Um, Seven Son, the title track, again, yeah. just an absolute belter. Nine-minute song. Mm-hmm. Um, the prophecy you've literally named every fucking song on this yeah. album. <laughs> That's one of my favorite albums. Like, of all only time. the good die young, only <laughs> evil seem to live forever. I always say that, it, and it's still relevant today. Yeah, only the good die young, and that's it's true. So true, so you true. Know? And you know that we celebrated, you know, an anniversary. Yeah, very recently, um, and it's so true. I'm like, what about that guy? Yeah, <laughs> why didn't he go? You know, it, it really hits now. What it really does, like you say, it hits home when someone, someone good does go before their time. Yes, so, yes. You know, it's and I think I think we've all experienced that at some point or another. Yeah, you know, but it's yeah. still, you know, so yeah. And you see that dickhead still living, you know. Yeah, we there's loads of them that we could probably name, but we won't. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh well, we won't just for fear of uh, invasion rights and whatever the and snowflakeness so um there's a lot of that there's a lot of that there's a lot of that <laughs> but you you rated this album 10 out of 10 yes so absolutely. this is the perfect album in your in your mind perfect perfect or maiden album for me okay okay I, 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 I still have i still listen to it repeatedly so. okay well i i can't i can't uh, i can't disagree with you on that one to be honest with you i cannot disagree with you at all um we get into 1990, the 80s end. There's a two-year gap here. Yeah. And why don't you bring me into this one? Well, this album, uh, no, prayer for, or no Prayer for the Dying, was the first album I remember kind of being a fan when it came out. Yeah, because you, you, were, you were saying you were about 11 or something when the... When the you yeah, know, 11. When yeah, so it was about... Uh, 13 or 14 so you're into the teens now so you yeah. know what's you know what's up like yeah so I knew when a new Iron Maiden album was coming yeah. out so yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying this is the first one I'm I'm kind of into the band for at release okay I'll, I'll get you yeah yeah you know and 100% I, I, I don't know this album gets a lot of kind of back and forth it's a bit of up and down no and I it don't know get, why it doesn't get the credit that it, that it you know I think it's it's very it's very horror album, isn't it? Yeah. Did you did you get that vibe? Yeah, very much so. There's the, yeah, go there's, ahead. Yeah, there's there's just kind of there's cool kind of themes going on in the background and uh, but at I, the same time, go on, go on, go on. No, I was just going to say, uh, like this album kind of reminds me of old school Hammer Horror in a way. Yeah. Even the way yeah. the tour went, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but the standard tracks for me on this, because to be honest with you, I think they've they've at this stage, they've passed their classic period. Sure. Right, yeah. and like they're still hitting out winners, but they're, they've passed the classic period now. So, yeah. uh, on this album, I think I put in a uh, tail gunner, holy smoke, the assassin, bring your daughter to the slaughter, and mother Russia, and of course. I think they got number one in the pop charts with their only, uh, their only number one hit. Yeah. 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 So that's obviously a success for them, you know, and in terms of a rating. And it's a Bruce Dickinson song written by Bruce Dickinson. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. But I gave that a 10 because as I said, it holds a lot of, 
special moments for me, you know. Me too. Me too. Eight out of ten, I think is fair enough. I, I think eight out of ten is. I think it's a very underrated album. I talked to uh, guys mm. who we know, obviously. Um, there's some some guys that are big Maiden fans that we know that we run with that are yeah. you know British as well. We know one particular guy. Absolutely. Give him a show. No. Um, <laughs> he's. he's uh, <laughs> no, he's not getting it. No, okay. No. Um, but he 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 said the same. I had a conversation with him at a at a funeral, unfortunately. But we 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 had the conversation about uh about that album being so underrated. I think it's uh I think it's a really good album, and and like for a lot of Iron Maiden fans, that's actually one of the albums that they don't have on their playlist. And I yeah. personally, I I think it's a very good album. Hooks in you. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. Hooks in you. It's a great lick, hasn't it? Yeah, like it, 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 yeah I think so. Um, well, we get on to 1992, so they're taking a bit of a, a, a gap here. You can see mm. in albums that they're taking a bit of time to write. And there's obviously, we see that there's probably some, some issues. issues. Yeah. yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you take over this one? Yeah, I think that there was a few issues in the band creatively at this stage. And... Um, I think Bruce wanted to do a bit more than what was happening with Iron Maiden. Sure. And yeah. I mean, he was he was doing his right. He was writing books. He was doing his solo albums. You know, which were very Tattooed Millionaire is a great album, actually. What a great album, um, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this was the this is the album where he left the band. You know, and uh, I mean, he he still left one of the high points of their live show with this album, which is the actual title track. Yeah, fear of the dark. I mean, if anyone who's, if anyone has never seen that live on a, you know, I go onto YouTube, look, type in fear of the dark live, even from the Rock and Rio. Or, oh, that that's probably the best one. Yeah, that's probably the best one, right? The whole crowd singing with them, singing the the music. Oh, it's amazing. They're singing along like it's a symphony. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, you know. I would so, agree. like for me, the that whole album is not really up there and um, there's a couple of good songs on it and um, i think i put be quick or be dead from here to eternity great song yeah yeah and fear here from hell is hell from here to eternity yeah helena bad so, place yeah. fear the dark is great um i think uh wasting love is actually a nice song it's a, it's a nice song but <laughs> it's a nice song actually it's something yeah. different to yeah, what they, they usually play but um, yeah, you gave this six, six and a half out of yeah. ten. Um, so that that will cause controversy because a lot I of know. people would I would know. think a lot of people would think that no fear, no sorry, no prayer for the dying, is um is a lesser a album lesser than album, Fear yeah. of the Dark. But however, I'm actually with you. That's why list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would still give it a seven. Uh, yeah, out of ten. Yeah. I would give it a seven. No, like, I, I, I could be I could be persuaded to give it a higher. Yeah, right. But I do think it's the weakest album that we've talked about thus far. Thus far, yeah, yeah. But like I said, you, you can see us. You really can see a decline from the kind of classic albums, you know. And sure. But now we always talk about this, and I've talked about it on my own, on my own on the on the King Wells car. Every band that it's a big band, their fans want them to replicate a master of puppets, a Ray very true, very an avatar for destruction. It ain't gonna happen. You know, so you have to give these bands the the license to create what they feel. Pearl and Jam it, is the perfect example, isn't it? Pearl Jam, yeah. everyone wanted ten again, yeah. and you're like, well, versus is kind of good enough. Yeah. And then and, they got shit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's so true though. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. So, 
Um, while I'm while I am knocking kind of the layer stuff, I'm not knocking it in a a negative way. It's, I know because there's a comeback with this band. Yeah. So yeah. So, um, so let's let's talk let, about the dark period. <laughs> yeah, let's get in. Well, look, let's get into this, and I'm probably gonna be um of a different mindset to you when it comes to this um the Blaze Bailey area. And I'll call it the area because it was only a particular area <laughs> that you could find these albums. You know what I mean? It wasn't Iron Maiden anymore. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, um, it, was, it, was, it was big yeah. in Sweden. It was big in Japan. It was big in Belgium. But it certainly wasn't big in Britain. It wasn't big in the, uh, the mainstream um, markets is what I, would, would be the best way of saying it. Um, I think Blaze Bailey, you know, he, he done an amazing job, I think, on The X Factor, to be honest with you. He, um, he had his own style. He uh, and, and I think this is the first time you actually see Maiden becoming a progressive band as well. Where, as in progressive, as in like you see that instrumental shit really getting progressive, and you know what I mean yeah, by that. And anybody, any any musicians will know what I'm talking about there. Um, yeah, I mean, Lord of the Flies, what a great tune! You wrote yeah. Fortunes of War. Oh man, yeah. Fortunes of War, is such a great song. The Unbeliever. Um, Man on the Edge is just such a great song um, and you know what I have to say Blaze Bailey was was unfortunately gifted with the, the task of replacing one of the greatest front men of all time, of all time yeah. um, he, like, did his, he did his best he did his he best did. he did and he seemed like a nice guy as well and uh, yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give this um, I'm gonna give this album the respect that it needs. I think it's a better album than uh, Fear of the Dark. Okay. And I think it's um, I, I would give it a, a, a seven. I would give it a seven and a half to eight out of ten compared to the previous album. I think it's much better than um, than Fear of the Dark personally. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, no, it's 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 um, again as you say, it's very different for a maiden. Um, there are parts of it that do sound like Iron Maiden because you're always going to get sure sections of an Iron Maiden where album where you go, yeah, that's the lads, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. terms of Blaze Bailey, was a good vocalist, not a great vocalist, but a good vocalist. I hear you. And I hear you. I hear you. Sometimes it sounded like he he was trying to emulate Bruce, but he couldn't. It was outside of his range, and that's no knock on him because very few people can match Bruce Dickinson. You know, so he did the best he could with those two albums, which of course we we lead into. Like if I was tasked, album. if I was tasked with replacing King Wall for Two Tales of Wall, right, which would never happen, obviously, because you're you're the boss. But anyway, just say, for example, dude, you're talking about two completely different vocalists to yeah. a point to a point where you can hit certain high notes. Yeah. But that's not your the high note isn't necessarily your gimmick, if that makes no. sense. Yeah. I hope that makes sense to people listening because what I'm saying is you have a low tone like for example, me, I have a low tone, I have a baritone uh, voice, mm. you know. <laughs> and luckily I had this man beside me helping me along the way to, to, to kind of find in that voice. But there was certain ways that I could kind of reach high notes and then bring it down. Whereas yeah. You're talking about Bruce Dickinson and someone like you, Carl, who sings in a higher, higher, higher octave and a higher uh, tone. Yeah. Um, and 
it's it's you can't replace that. So I mean, they had to bring in someone different here, you know. And had to try, and again, and and that argument of what I was saying, where you have to give these bands a license to try something. Sure, sure. And I think this was the perfect uh, opportunity. With these two albums was to give these guys. I think they've earned the right at that stage to try someone else out, to give them the chance to to try and continue on the legacy. You know. Now they're sp- they're playing smaller venues here. You can see the, mm. the, the, the 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 Dickinson effect is uh, is quite prevalent yeah. here. Um, they're playing smaller venues, and some of those live gigs are really great to watch. Actually, when you see them yeah. in an intimate um, setting, and I would have actually really, you know, been proud and privileged to uh, to go to some of those gigs. Absolutely. Um, but then in 1998, future or vir- sorry, Virtual Eleven. The um, future real is obviously the 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 the, the, the main <laughs> song from that, but yeah. yeah, I mean this is something. It's not necessarily for everybody. No. Um, I think it has its place. Um, well, it does. It does. Oh, you do. say it's not for everybody. You know, yeah. I mean, when you look at the, the kind of ratings I'm doing here, anything that's under a five, five or under, I would consider not great. None yeah. of the albums I've put on this no. are under six. So, to me, they're all good in their own way, you know? Yeah. Um, just, yeah. as I said, other ones have more significance than others. And to me, as I said, this was kind of, the, for me, this was the dark period of Iron Maiden. And that's, sure. again, again, sure. it's, it's not a knock on Blaze Bay. No. He's, trying to, he's trying to follow up from Bruce Dickinson. You just don't do that. It's impossible. It's impossible yeah. unless, like, it's impossible. I mean, you picked out some tracks here, which I'm actually really proud of you for these tracks. Um, obviously, Future Real is a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a fantastic song, song. In, in its own right. But you, Lightning Strikes Twice, and this, right, for anybody that wants to listen to um, the progression of Iron Maiden, what, what I was talking earlier in terms of the musicianship. Yeah. That whole, you know, like the, 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 this album is all about when the vocal finishes. Yeah. So absolutely. you can hear the music. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and again, it's not a knock on, on Blaze. It's actually just the beautiful musicianship that they have because they've obviously got Yannick Gers in there now. Yeah. Um, Yannick Gers and Dave Murray, obviously one of the OGs, is still playing guitar. And the musicianship between. Um, Steve Harris, Yannick Gers, and Dave Murray on, on this particular song as well shows you the progression that Maiden are making into being a prog metal band. Yeah, almost. Yeah. yeah, almost, yeah. Almost. Their right. version of prog metal, I suppose. Their version, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you get some dickheads that just want prog metal, and it's like, no, no, yeah. no that's shit. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but yeah, no, I would, oh, you, you, you rated that six out of 10. I would actually agree with you on that one. I think it's a. I think it's a weaker album than um, yeah. than the X Factor. I think the X Factor yeah. is probably a little bit better, um, but there is some standout moments on that album for so sure. Like, like I say, they're they're not bad albums. They're just different. Yeah. You know? And then why don't you lead us back into the happy ending? Okay, let's uh, let's close up with some happy moments. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, Blaze didn't. I mean, I, there was rumblings. I believe that uh, Bruce wanted to come back and the band wanted him to come back. So, obviously, you know, and, and again, they're going to want to bring him back. You know, like I say, that was their happiest time. That was their, their most productive time. 
well, him and Steve were good friends anyway, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Even even during the whole, you know, leaving of the band, it wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't a bad breakup. Yeah, no, there was. Just, I think Bruce wanted to go off and do his thing, yeah. and now he comes he comes back and comes back with a second belter of an album. Oh my god, Brave New is... World! My god, two thousand. <laughs> this is crazy, isn't it? This is when they started from this album on. They just it was almost like they just wanted to write uh, seven eight minute songs for every album. But you're never bored on those songs, are you? No, 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 no. This is I what mean, Dragon Force want to be. Yeah, they ain't gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, the Wicker Man, obviously, Brave New World, Blood Brothers. I love Blood Brothers. Oh, oh. my god, that's a beautiful song, man. Yeah, Dream of Mirrors and the Nomad. You, you, oh. you, picked, you picked out my favorite songs from that album. You left one song out though. What one? The very uh, what's it called? Oh my god. Oh my god, what's the name of the this is this is gonna kill me now. Hang on, let me get it. Let me get it right now, guys. This is the great thing about um this is the great thing about YouTube. You can always uh, you can always find things when you're when you're on the intranet. 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 Um here we go. Um here we go. Sorry. Um, it is, of course, the beautiful song Out of the Silent Planet. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good song. Didn't click with me as much as the other. No, now, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. It's all opinion shit. Yeah, of course. That's, that's the great thing about um, opinions. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, what a way. To, it's almost like, almost like a new debut album. Yeah. So you know what I would one million percent agree with what you just said right there. This is like this is a comeback album and it's a new debut album. This yeah. is like Bruce coming back once again and it's a different era yeah. of Iron Maiden. Absolutely, and it's like we say that's this is the tour era of Iron Maiden. Yeah. So this is the era that we're in now, and and then they take three years to do their next yeah. album. Which was Dance of Death, which was when I saw them. That was the first time I saw Iron Maiden on that tour. I was there as well. Oh, yeah. was my first, that was my first ever Iron Maiden gig, yeah. When he was, infamous... Steve, Harris, Steve Harris was drinking pints. Yeah. They drank a no, pint no. of Guinness. And have you ever seen a man drink a pint of Guinness quicker than Steve Harris? I have no. not. I have not. But so, that was like that infamous gig. Remember when he waved the Union Jack around on the trooper? Of course, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's part of the song. It's part of... The, yeah. the the makeup of the song, I don't think he was doing it to piss people off. Definitely but, not. Definitely not. You know, I mean, I, I can understand people in the heat at the moment being angry or whatever, but get over it. Enjoy the rest of the show. Well, like there's bullet, there's bullet holes in that flag, and there's like fire mm. burns on that flag because when you look at when you go to an Iron Maiden gig, right, leave your fucking feelings at the door. Exactly. Um, this is a, this is a band that play. Almost, it's 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 pantomime and and theater music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Bruce Dickinson is singing about when he's singing "Hallowed Be Thy Name," he's playing the character of that guy that's going to face his death. Absolutely. And and that's the same with the trooper. Um, you know, so I think people need to get over themselves when it comes to that. And listen, you're talking to two very proud Irish boys here as well, so. We're not, uh, we're, you know, we're not, we're not saying that 
but we're not saying that you know oh we wield the british flag all around the place but what we are saying is don't get the hump when a band is doing it as part of their their shtick you know exactly it's it's not meant to offend us like, no know. no and he it's did apologize perfect. remember he came back I and he apologized. Yeah, yeah i remember that yeah and um so oh great album coming up next man go ahead let me see where am I at because it might matter of life mind. and death. Matter of life and death. That's the one. Um, I know Dance of the Death was the, was obviously there, but obviously we, we mentioned there's some good songs on it, and I think it is. You, oh, you gave it a, you gave it an eight out of ten actually. So yeah, we should because it was re, when I was re-listening to it, I was like, that's actually it's actually not a bad. I agree with me. It's a, I think the, these final albums are growers over time. Yes, they're not instant lovers. Yes, uh, over time yes. growers. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, um, Marrow Life and Death for me would have been the uh, these colours don't run, uh, different worlds, the Pilgrim, the reincarnation of Benjamin Bridge. So, so that's yeah, um, Matter of Life and Death. Yeah, I think that's an amazing album. Um, oh, for the greater good of God. I mean, good mm. Lord, that song is just yeah. the musicianship in that is just incredible. Mm-hmm. I sometimes skip the singing on that even, just yeah, yeah. To hear, just to hear the end. <laughs> because man these boys are old men playing this fucking music and they are ripping it absolutely you know um and then we have the final frontier which obviously i think out of the new um out of the modern maiden i think it's the weakest album personally um yeah. i think I they can yeah yeah go ahead i wasn't i was just gonna say i wasn't too hot on that one like you know no there's some great tracks on it like you know, there is some great tracks on it. Again, some great tracks on it. It's it's still, you still gave it a seven out of ten. So like, it, it's obviously got its place. Yeah. Um, but then they come back with the Book of Souls only five years ago, mm. and you're that's going, a good album. That's a good album. That is a great album. I mean, Tears of a Clown, yeah. written about the death of Robin Williams, obviously. Um, I, I, and when you actually read the lyrics, and you know, for anybody who wants to have a cry now, that was a fan <laughs> of Robin Williams, listen to that. Listen to that song and read the lyrics, and you can see exactly what what Steve Harris was writing about. And um, you know, yeah. So I mean, that that's the last album, I suppose. Carl, you we would be doing this this conversation on Iron Maiden a disservice without talking about some of the uh, some of the the, the live gigs. Absolutely. Because they are albums now, and Iron Maiden have always known how to market. Absolutely. You know, they're live gigs, but they're not just a, a shitty copy that you pick up. They are good live gigs. They're the real thing. Live After Death is probably one of my favorite live albums. Probably one of your favorite Maiden albums in general, right? Yeah, it would be, yeah. It yeah. actually would be, because it's, it's got everything on it, and the sound is just class. And there's enough sound from the crowd to make it Spray feel like a Long Beach yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant yeah brilliant. and then you have um, Rock and Rio oh good lord is, I mean this, this this is the album that really made Maiden like big again right because yeah. obviously uh, obviously Brave New World releases but they get to play Rock and Rio and headline yeah. Rock and Rio in front of almost a million people um, because Dickinson is back in the band again yeah. It's it's you've got superstars and then you've got guys that are stars. Yeah. But you got superstars. He is, he's he's one of the main men, all right. And always was and even still, even now is, you know. Dude so, kicked cancer's ass. 
I know. It's brilliant. Back, you know? So, so there is, I think we'll, it's probably going to be a, an abrupt end, but I think we've pretty much gone through. No, I like that. The, most of the things. Um, it was, again, this is, an, I'm thinking of doing this on a more regular. I want to try and do different types of shows now for King Rose Court. And maybe, Ian, maybe you'll come on again and we'll do a, a Pantera one. I, I, I think we'd be doing listeners a disservice if we didn't. Yeah. So maybe in the next, maybe after Christmas, we'll, we'll do a Pantera one and you can lead that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <we laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll, maybe. Well, we'll, we'll run it together, don't worry. We'll run it together, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but no, I have to say, and uh, and you will be running shows every week now. That's because Carol now has me nagging him all the time to do these shows. And, uh, He's my boss. <laughs> but, but I'm really glad that he is because these, these shows, obviously, I just want to shout out to Carl's listeners. Um, you know, if you like this, cool. You know, if you don't like everything on the Dynamo Podcast Network, that's absolutely fine also. Yeah. Um, but what we're doing is we're giving people options, you know what I mean, to listen to something different, whether it be football, comics, wrestling, movies, music, fresh yeah. socks and jocks, and everything <laughs> in between. <laughs> Um, you know, but but honest to God, I um, you know, I think uh, I hope everyone supports Carl in his return because I think this is a podcast that shouldn't be um, that shouldn't be lying on the on the on the uh, you know on the floor. Mm. Thanks for that, man. Uh, it means a lot because I've I've been wanting to try and get it back up and running, and I've got you kicking me ass now, and one or two of the other lads uh, from the the DPN. Are kicking me ass as well to get back into it. So yeah, it's a good yeah. thing. It's a it's a family. I love it now. It's like a family. It's with love. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it feels like something to be proud of and to be a part of. So um, absolutely. And absolutely. I mean, for year for ages, in terms of podcasts, and I didn't play well with others, <laughs> but uh, I I think I'm doing okay with the four podmen. So you know that was like a tester for me. <laughs> Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, listen, you're from the band world. Do you know what I mean? Not everyone plays well with others in band worlds. You know what I mean? We've got yeah. differences of opinions and you're very, you're very heavy set in your opinions. And that's not a bad thing. Um, as am I, you know? Absolutely. But uh, Yeah, I know. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the funny thing is, when you think about it, you know, I'm the quiet one of the four apartment. I know. I know, I know. So that'll give you an idea. If you've ever wanted to see how quiet King Will can be, listen to the Far Apartment. I know. And listen I'm, to the two that do that too. Just giving it socks. Like. It's, it's, it's four alpha males, but it's like three in particular going hell for letter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and even I take a step back sometimes, but I'm the host, so I have to, I have to do that. But um, yeah, guys, if any of you like pro wrestling, um, or anything like that go check it out the the four pod men we have our our um first youtube video up of course yeah which um, was great on, on the dynamo podcast network um finn martin stepped in for carl um Finley. thank you very much yeah he stepped in i think it was i think he done you a, a service to be he fair he did i really enjoyed um, the show and uh we're gonna be back next week as well with more four pod men and uh, we're gonna be here every week with, yeah. with, 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 uh, with, with four pod men with, with uh, you know with Dynamo's Dozen with King Mo's Court uh, just go check it out Dynamo Podcast mm. Network check it out on YouTube uh, subscribe on, on um, 
you know, follow us on, on Instagram, follow us on uh, Facebook, all that usual bullshit that people give yeah. you. Um, but no, follow us on, on Spotify and, and, and the likes of, you know, Apple Podcasts and whatnot, yeah. because we, you know, guys, I think you're, you know, you're going you're gonna to enjoy what's, what's to come. And yeah. um, we, we've got Carl off the floor now and he's ready to come back and fucking kill. I'm ready. I'm ready to chew, chew some heads off. You He's know? ready to kill. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a great way for you to close the show today, Carl. Absolutely. Um, thank you very much, Ian, for doing the simulcast with me. Um, Dynamo's Dozen fans, thank you very much, uh, as I'm sure you're sick and tired of me at this stage. <laughs> no, they're not. And, uh, of course, King Wells Cork, guys, as always, thank you very much for sticking with me. I know there's a lot of people that do stick with me, so thanks a million. As I said, I've always done it because I love it. And if you like it, great. If you don't, then, you know, listen to something else, that's okay. You know? yeah. But I think for now, uh, myself and the Dynamo are going to discuss the finer points of what's left in their glasses. And, and, King, uh, and King Wall's Court is back. Absolutely. We will see you next week, and we'll have uh, another guest on. So for now, adios.